It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to sparkle. Welcome to part two of the Chandelier Divine Brown interview on Sparkle Town. Sparkle Town is a municipality that intersects and overlaps with the city of Berlin. And we have something brand new here for episode five of season four. It's part two of a two-parter. If you listened last week, you know we ended on Chandelier laughing. And um, if you missed that, go back and listen to it now. Then come back here and listen to this. Okay, grab your drink. We're going back to the hospital with Shandy. <laughs> and then I actually got the appointment. Went there, you know, you know, you know the rules of operations. You know, like not eating, t- drinking twelve hours in advance, all of that nonsense. So I get there at like eight o'clock in the morning or nine. No, wait, sorry, I had to be there. Uh, I had to wake up nine. Uh, had to leave the house at ten. Had to be there at eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, surgery, was, surgery was planned in for noon. So I get there. They put me on a rope. I'm naked there in like a little schluppy, like this little thingy. Four and a half hours later waiting in a bed in a hallway for my surgery to happen and you know what i mean and I, like like i said like i'm understandable you know what i mean especially in this time with the hospitals are overworked as it is you know what i mean they're understaffed so i get this i understand this but i don't see how surgery and especially like um orthopedia uh, orthopedia or like you know what i mean Orthoped- or orthopedics orthopedics has something to do with um you know corona but you know what i mean that's just me um that's a side note so um four and a half hours away um pass this um, African nurse comes by me and she says like, hey, uh, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I'm supposed to be getting surgery today. So if you don't know, <laughs> how am I supposed to know? <laughs> so she's like, oh, let me ask the doctor. Um, I'll clear. I'll clarify this. Doctor comes on the phone. You know, now mind you, you know what I mean? Like if you are on your route, you know what I mean? Like and you are going to walk, stand in front of a patient for the next 10 minutes while you have a conversation with some someone else. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, you know what? Brief, let it go. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, rest my coffee. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not worth it. And then all of a sudden, like, he calls on the phone and says, tells me, like, yeah, your surgery has been canceled. I said, excuse me? What the fuck do you mean my surgery is canceled? And this was just my initial response. This sure. is my most natural response after, you know, basically after you being starving, you're starving yourself, mm-hmm. um, not drinking. I also got started getting a headache from, like, yes. hunger and stuff like that. So, like, this was the moment I was like, oh... On top of the pain of the broken hand, you know what I mean? So it was just like, what are you trying to do here? And in, in like as a doctor, you would expect like a, to be a little bit more apologetic about it, you know what I mean? Especially if yes. you've been waiting for five hours almost. So like, well, this isn't like, and this is what he told me, and this is where the this is where I just lost it because I felt this was such a disrespect, and I have never experienced, especially from Netherlands, I have never experienced such hostility from um, medical staff in a sense. I'm like, especially from Vivantes in that. Period. But okay. Um, so he says, like, well, you're not the first one who had a surgery canceled. So get over it. And I was like, wow, okay. Now, you know, now you need to. Now, and this is where I just, I lost it. I lost it. I got up. It says, like, excuse me, well, who, do, who the fuck? And this is where I started cussing. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, if you're going to talk like that, I'm not engaging with you. It's like, well, let's see about that because I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, like he walked away. I was not having it. 
um i was gonna have like i didn't still this till this day i still don't know why my surgery was canceled mm-hmm. but i have some good so i have some good um i have some good um suspicions suspicions why that happened because then i went to the little doctor uh, office where he was sitting with his um, chef arts um and like another one the doctor who actually did my x-rays mm-hmm. in the emergency room mm-hmm. that a couple days ago and i was like excuse me but my surgery is being canceled what the hell can you please explain to me and it's like well if you're going to talk like that then you are then i'm not going to help you in my hospital well, first of all motherfucker sorry if i'm cussing if i'm not allowed to cuss but first of all motherfucker um you are just a head off this little opera like you know like operation like um what's it called again it was like station 43 okay that's your little that's your little corner there's nothing in here is your fucking hospital okay let's take like let's get one thing straight second of all just because you were able to fix up people with some sticks and some muds like back in the day does not mean that you have the social skills to be a doctor you know what i mean and if this is not like especially because i looked at this doctor's eyes the chef arts and his eyes were red and in hindsight i could say like maybe he was overworked maybe he had already had so many surgeries planned Mm -hmm. but the whole meaning of the whole purpose of me having that surgery on that day and that quite late too was for them not to be overwhelmed Mm -hmm. so they already planned in like make sure that i was planned and the girl that actually was after me at the anesthesiologist actually there who was uh, who had an appointment after me because i recognize her from somewhere i think she's a burlesque performer i'm not sure um but um she was that day when i came there to um to um for the Ameldung, yeah to register for the day that i'm there um she was already coming out of surgery even though she was a big bitch <laughs> to be honest to the staff but she was in a lot of pain i understand when they take sure. you under the, like under um when they put you like under the anesthetics or when they yeah. put you under and you come back, your nerves are firing off. I, I experienced that firsthand, and that was one... I've never cried like that before. And then it was just this whole big fight coming along, and um, and then he was just trying to, like... They started using choice words, like, very early in the conversation, like, for that, like for example, you can call the police if you want, when I was just asking for the reason why my surgery was canceled, and I find that's already, like, choice words for um, black people. You know what I mean? Like these uh, these words. You know what I mean? Like to start a um to get like an ex- um to get a response, to um get like that uh, blood flowing, and just so it can escalate a little bit further. And then you can say like, "Oh, see what I did." And then of that point on, like, and I was just like, "Mind you, I'm still standing there." Like you know what I mean? Like this little like mixed race little like cute little drag queen. You know what I mean? One eighty three centimeters and seventy kilo uh, seventy kilograms. You know what I mean? Standing there naked in little slippers and st- like in a little war rope, and then this chef arts, like you know, what I mean, the head off mm-hmm. made the move of trying to fight me, trying to fight a patient with a broken hand. And like, and this was like a couple of days before the law passed where uh, discrim- anti discrimination laws yes. in public spaces, which includes hospitals. That was a couple of days before that happened. So I was like, oh, if only this was like a couple of days after, I would have gone after your ass. But then, long story short, short. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anything to mm-hmm. um, record the situation. So then they kind of refused to give me my stuff that was in a locker. So that was like this whole situation too. And then security game and like, and apparently this was a situation that happened. It was not the first time that happened to this doctor. Um, mind you, he was like this big, bulky, like my brother, like, you know what I mean? Muscly okay. kind of dude. And then literally trying to fight me. And then like other doctors have to pull him back. And I said, told him like, and this is the worst thing you can do to a straight man is call them sweetie. It is the worst. You know what I mean? Because this is like, are you really trying to fight a patient right now? Huh, sweetie? Sweetheart? Does that make, do you feel like you're a big man now? Are you a big man now? Do you, is this how you treat your wife? You know what I mean? Because I went in. You know what I mean? Because when I go for the juggler, I go for the juggler. You know what I mean? And like, you know what I mean? This is not 
um, if I feel like threatened or if I feel mm-hmm. like attacked, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm sorry, but then I can, I'm, you know, I can, I can like lash out too. And what a lot of people do is like a lot of people say things just to be like, oh, I'm going to say this and then this and this and that and call the day and they think they won. So like, no, you stay with it, stay with it. And like, you don't know petty until you've seen petty like Shani does petty because I can hold a grudge. Like I don't like to, you know what I mean? And something has to, something has to really transpired beforehand for me to hold a grudge because i'm a very forgiving person i'm also very rational in a sense when i like i always like to rationalize sides but when shit is happening when shit is going down or when i or when you are maliciously trying to undermine me in a sense like you know trying to come for me with like not like undeserving then yeah i can definitely lash out most of the time i just laugh you know what i mean because i don't my dad my dad taught me not to take people like that serious not to waste your energy on that so you know that's what i do but, no, but you, know. you have to stand up for yourself in the hospital this is your, your this mm-hmm. is your health we're discussing here exactly and the worst part of it all is when they told me they wanted to put threads through the knuckles and put the and put the pieces back together mm-hmm. and then they wanted to put a plate on uh, a plate a drill a plate on my it's called the number four it's your wing finger okay. um that part over there they wanted to plate that um long story short because that's quite evasive they have to drill and bone yes. they have to pull it back together um, long story short, I go to the Bundeswehr Krankenhaus and he said, like, well, we can just use treading to, like, uh, metal treads to implant that and to put it back together and, like, um, with a cask and heal it on. It's less invasive. There's a chance that maybe we use a plate, but that's something that we have to, you can only determine when opening up, when we are looking at it. And I am so happy that I went there because if this doctor would have, like, operated on my hand, I do not even know if my hand would be uh, fully recovered. I would be walking around with an unnecessary plate just because he wanted to make some extra money probably. <sighs> Thank you, healthcare. I never had a like bad experience with um, like law enforcement in um, Germany or with like medical staff or whatever. I did get um, one time. It did happen to me that I got the police called on while doing drag while being black. I was working drag. I was working the door, and these early twenty people came in, and a lot of bars at the time in Berlin had like this non, um, this on donation based kind of situation mm-hmm. where you could just walk in, enjoy the show, and then. At the end of the show, pay a donation like right. um, like a minimum of two euros, etc. It's also sometimes at the entrance. But with this party, it was very strict. It was a private event. You know what I mean? You need to pay entrance at phone. And this is just basically because, and this is the reason why I was in that position, was because I am a tough gal. Mm-hmm. I don't play around with these kind of um, games of like, oh, no, we only want to pay two euros. Oh, sorry, the entrance is this. You right. need to pay this. These girls are working hard. I'm working hard. This takes a lot of time to get this together. You think these quarrelin paint sticks by themselves? No, they do not. <laughs> you know what I mean? These lashes are expensive, mm-hmm. um, and that's actually the worst part. Lashes are really expensive. You know what I mean? That's the. No, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but um, and then um, another show. <laughs> and then um, after like um, I was trying to tell them, you know, multiple times, you know what I mean? Like this is not okay. You need to go. If you cannot pay the entrance fee, I'm sorry. This is a show, private show, done. And this is one of the most um, this is one of the most important factors or the most important details from um, this matter is that at the time there was a doorman, um, hi Scott, um, you know what I mean? He's like this big American black guy, yes he is, um, and he's like the most he's the most most lovable person. Like he's very yes, nice, he is. but he can also be very strict. You know what I mean? The door, especially this is a job. He's security. He does not play around. And I was talking to one of the um, one of the drag queens at the time uh, who was there out of drag, mm-hmm. um, Billy, uh, Billy Jean, and she was like, and we were just talking, and these people came, you know what I mean? And the situation was there. Then the situation happened where he tried to like they were standing behind the cash register already, like mm-hmm. already moving, already like too far past the point where I always said no, 
Right. And I asked them, and I've instructed them to go to the front. They didn't want to listen. Um, then this little Swedish white girl with like glasses, with like, um, she's like, we're poor. Then why are you wearing brand? Um, why are you wearing a brand uh, glasses, stuff like that, like a high end brand glasses? So if you're really that poor, huh? Then why are you going out? Because my dad always taught me, if you don't have no money, why, what's your purpose of going out? Because mm -hmm. if you don't have no, if you don't, like, another thing that my dad taught me, if you have no money, you have no friends. Uh, that can be that actually can be true. It's it's something that my dad always said. Like my dad would told, tell my brother this all the time. You know what I mean? Like look at them, huh? They're laughing. It's just because you have money. But if you don't have no money, they will drop you as a as a brick that you are. You know what I mean? And that's something that like these are these life lessons that my dad. My dad was born in 1935, so he's now he's turning 85. Uh, 50, uh, uh 85. Yeah, excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, in September. So you know what I mean? Like as a single black dad. There's a lot of life lessons that like has been brought upon me. But back to the story, because I'm <laughs> sidetracking. And then um, I had to go. I like I like instructed them to go to the front. They didn't want to listen. And then I was then I had enough. So like, listen, you are standing here behind the cash register. And then one of them, this like I will never forget this. He made like he had like a two euro coin. He wanted to go in my little tip jar, but then he went over the open cash register. Mm -hmm. and that's where my moment i snapped and i was like this enough because one time it happened to me that I actually got like basically semi-robbed by yeah. this girl um was trying to nice talk me and then like took all the 20s out of the cash register yep. and lift disappeared so then i um i grabbed her by her like shitty denim je denim jeans jacket mm -hmm. and i drew and i gently dragged i gently mm -hmm. you know escorted her to the front of the you know i literally grabbed her by a denim jacket and i just pulled like this is your spot this is where you need to stand if you want to talk to me um if you don't want to pay that's a go. And then she like, like exaggerated, like, ah, grabs her phone, calls the police. And I'm telling you, this is the, this is white privilege, like right there, right there. She comes on like, um, she calls the police, tells the police that I hit her. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, there's two police fans, six police officers in front of me asking me to come outside because they want to talk to me mm -hmm. and mind you i was looking in like this was the time when i was like i was in full beetlejuice inspired track so there was green hair there was stripes you know there were white black white stripes mm -hmm. i was looking like a certain way and this officer like this german officer comes like okay can we talk he's like okay you know what i mean asked me for my id i had to go all the way back in the backstage got my id you know what i mean and i just explained the situation um private party i explained mm -hmm. to them they're trying to sneak in i clocked them instructed them that they this is like um this is a private party you need to pay entrance and, uh, and when i told that to the officer he was like oh and he didn't want to pay it's like correct and, and that's why we've been called so, exactly that's why you've been called and um and while i'm talking to this police officer this girl this like had the nerve who was talking to another police officer she literally walks up towards me and the police officer who was talking to and he says like i want to talk to you and pointing to me and um the police officer's like can you move away i am taking a statement you're not supposed to be talking right now mm -hmm. no but i really want to talk to you like she goes on something probably and then i looked at the police officers like look this is what i mean and at the time i just like she was like i want to talk to you i want to tell you something i was like you want to tell me something and i looked at her and i was just like oh red you know what i mean mm -hmm. my eyes were fire right there and it's like you want to talk to me something and this was at the time where a lot of people were already calling the police in the states especially on uh, the police on black people is still ongoing thing yeah. you know what i mean you can't even barbecue you can't even like sit in your pool yeah. um it's happening all the time and i felt that was such a again rude awakening mm -hmm. of like how um 
how I'm being perceived as a um, as a, a queen of color, and and I feel really feel because there were three people, black people, sitting there at the front door, security guard. This little white girl felt threatened in her like appearance that she needs makeup makeup stories, mm-hmm. and that she'd been hit by me. And then I saw the police officers like, and when he told me like, she also told us that you hit her. So like. I was wearing nails, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? I was like, do I look really? like a person? Like, look, do I look like the person that would hit a small, like, a tiny little girl? Like, I'm 183 centimeters, like, outside of drag, with, like, add, like, another 10, 15 centimeters on top of that from the heels. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would literally, I would have to go on my knees, lay down, like, you know, like, Cleopatra style, like, you know, on the side, on my thighs, and be like, and then slap her in the face, and then I would have to get back up, you know what I mean? Like, come on now. You know what I mean? And I told him that, too. He says, like, no, you don't look like a person at all. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm a feminist. You know what I mean? Like, with four sisters. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. You know what I mean? Like, um, what the hell's going on here? And then like, when she wants to talk to me, and I just flipped and I said to her, like, you are the most disgusting human being that I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Look, you see that bridge over there? And it was a wash hour bridge? Yeah. I was like, you need to go there and jump the fuck off it right Ooh. now. Because, and this, I don't know, you know, something like um, suicide is not something to um, um, make fun of, light mm-hmm. off, or um, make jokes about. But you, what you need to realize and understand the situation is like people getting killed by this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is okay. This is this is Germany. Okay. You know what I mean? The chance that I would be getting killed is not that high. But the fact that she felt so comfortable enough to call the police on her with a fake statement of something that she already know that she was in the wrong. Right. And then the and then have the nerve and the confidence and like just to be like I want to talk to you and that just like it just it just blew the lid off and mm-hmm. this is like how the f- and then this is like how dare you. How dare you to like take the call the cops on me when you're fully aware of what's happening in the world right now and like that these people have like in the police officers have better things to do right now than um go here because your pride your little ego has been like your fragile ego has been like um has been wrinkled over because you didn't want to pay goddamn seven euros entrance fee for six or like, let me say like it was like the time it was like ten drag queens performing for your ass mm-hmm. so sorry you know what I mean. And the police officer was like standing there with like like a German only can and like it is like it was resonating with my half German side of me, and um, they were like, I was looking there with his like with his with his short, with his hands um, with like his arms crossed. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, did you just tell me to kill myself? And she looked at the police officer. Like, did you hear that? You know what I mean? He just told me to kill myself. Aren't you going to do something? And the German police officer's like, No, no, because when he saw the situation and when he heard my story yeah. and like and any any and he, took all the sides and he says like this is some goddamn nonsense you know what i mean and they just left you know what i mean they send a report you know what i mean like you get like a, like a report right. paper you sign and you fill right. in with your statement send it back never heard anything from it again but it just shows you just like how comfortable some people are and then of course because this is just the perception that people have they see me a queen of color um police officers she must have done something wrong yes and then people want to tell you like especially these choice words of like oh you're very um you're very passionate or you're very aggressive or you're very um, confrontational when people... No, it's because the world's experiences have molded me this way and this is how I respond to these kind of way. This is the anger that, you, the anger that you're seeing, the anger that you're feeling is society's anger that, like, that oppressed upon me. And, it's, and I know it sounds like victim, uh, it sounds like, you know, playing the victim and like blaming other people for what it is, but this is something that I've had to learn myself too and because I never understood where this anger was coming from. Because, you know what I mean, the wire always has to be so heated. And this is just something, what I've learned with all the sadness and all the, you know what I mean, everything that's going on, you know what I mean, in the world and something that happens to me, is that anger burns every other emotion 
away like it burns it all it burns it right clean so when you are feeling sad it's easier to being angry than feeling sad you know what i mean if you're mm. feeling a little, if you're feeling a little bit insecure this is not you know what i mean like you can it's easier to be anger because anger burns away every other emotion and um and that's some sometimes you need to realize that hmm, that's not a healthy approach what can i what kind of changes do can i do what can i work on to make sure that this kind of situation does not occur anymore and um honestly the only thing that you can do is yeah just work on yourself work as on much yourself. as possible and um don't let um other people's view or other people's um trauma just as it is trauma or experiences you know what i mean um be imprinted on you because it has nothing to do with you and don't give other people the power by lashing out because at the end of the day it's just wasted energy it's energy that you can you can use for something a lot more productive you know what i mean how do we book chandelier divine brown well there's um, a lot of ways you can book me um you can send me an email to chandelier d brown at gmail.com um you can also just write me on um in a dm on instagram my instagram handle is it's shady sweetie oh you changed i changed it. it because the thing is the problem is but this is also because i also worked for um social media platforms um for the advertisements i actually know that like there's a lot of restrictions on a lot of things that you can put on your flyers and on your promotion material and because this is profanity it will automatically be undenied. Okay. So I had to, I had this experience. So we a have a times. shandy sweetie. It's a shandy sweetie, and it's, you need to actually read it like it's shandy sweetie. Oh, we need to get a comma in there somewhere. Yeah, but that's just not possible with Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. Just, okay, so we have Instagram, we have Gmail, you we have, on Facebook. Too? I'm on Facebook too. You can find me on Chandelier D Brown. You can also just like type in www.facebook.com/miss.eight.eighting. Miss eight eight and then thing thing this was like it was, this was like this was before maleficent i had like this brilliant drag idea of like because i was born on my um birthdays like on all eights okay so i was like it would be really funny if i would call myself just eight you know what i mean and i would just be like miss eight thing Ooh. and i would thought it was such a cute word of play but when i told people they told me no that's not funny i was like i still this day like till this day i think it's hilarious i think it's great i don't that's, know about funny or not but i think it's great it is hilarious because like you know what i mean because people will be like oh i want to see oh i want to see this girl what's her name oh girl this girl sh you didn't miss a thing <laughs> That was just like, and I just thought it was like one of those like hilarious, hilarious um, wordplays because that's all the drag names are. A lot of them are wordplays. Yes. And I thought it was so funny. But that's why I came with Shannon the Divine Brown. Was, I think it's a little bit more funny because it reminds me of like the scandal of um, Hugh Grant, of um, Divine Brown. And you know how you know that scandal was Hugh Grant? I am aware that there was one. I okay, let me, let me, let me, story time. Story time. Let me give you like a little, like a little small um, um, summary of what happened. Okay, Hugh Grant, and this is like a lot of celebrities happens, is that they always want to talk shit about like the, um, especially the trans community, um, LGBTQ, you know what I mean? They want to, they pretend that we don't exist for most cases, but then all these celebrities, and I know another one, for example, Eddie Murphy, hater, uh, <coughs> um, they love to, they would go there in a car, especially like in Hollywood, you know what I mean? Um, get themselves a, um, um, a sex worker from the street, trans, um, a trans girl, have sex with them, and then, you know what I mean, and then they basically go pretend like nothing happened and then make fun of the community, in a sense. That's something that a lot happens. But um, but Hugh Grant, he was like, 
doing his little thing you know no shame in his game you know what i mean if he likes what he likes that's uh, like hooray to him i wish more people were like that but he got caught with a with a sex worker whose name was divine brown and it was like in the 90s so there was like very like a lot of like oh the scandal you know what i mean like this was like the same time with george michael with like all his slow scandals which i find like oh wow um these people should come to berlin then you find the scandals really yeah. what he was doing was nothing wrong with that and that's where the name divine brown comes from so because i always think my drag is like a little bit of a combination of 80s businesswoman mean 90s prostitute you know what I, mean? I can see that <laughs> you know what i mean you see that you see that a little bit you know she's a businesswoman you know what i mean she's just a small town girl trying to make it in the big city career woman <laughs> and that was just like and i just thought that on was like street. on the street honey <laughs> on that corner working the corner from left to right you mm -hmm. know what i mean no but that was i thought that was very funny because a lot of people don't know actually about this my dad had a um after his music career he had a bar and he opened up a, a in the netherlands he opened up a, a erotic club okay so this was like it's just as it is it was an erotic club you know what i mean it was a pull down you down you know it's what a mean? business people there were rooms etc it was a business you know what i mean it's full legal netherlands like there were regulations paid as taxes all that so i always had like this connection with like and i, I know it sounds wrong but like as a young boy i always had a connection with sex workers in a sense because when i would come home because we had like um we had a huge house which was converted to downstairs was like um the business mm -hmm. and we had an apartment upstairs so then um, I would come home, you know what I mean? And sometimes I would have to go downstairs in the bar to ask my dad for money. Dad, can I buy candy? Right. You know what I mean? Dad, can I buy a VHS? I want to watch it. I want to watch a new movie. He's like, okay, here's, here's a ten shoulder at the time. Go get yourself a new, uh, go, go, go to um, the music store and go mm -hmm. get yourself like a video. It's like, because I love movies back in the day. Till this day, I've watched every Whoopi Goldberg and Eddie Murphy movie that you could find, okay? <laughs> so then uh, that happened, and I always found them. And then there were always these um, these girls, these women, um, would always be sitting there, you know what I mean, waiting for clients to sure. come in. And it would always look so gorgeous. Because like, these were all, like, from uh, my dad only hired other, other people of color. Okay. Um, so that, like, you know what I mean, from, from African countries, you know, people from um, African countries from South America. So, like, there was always, like, all these girls and all these culture and like different cultures and like on all like the outrageous ways they dress like a very sexy ways that made such an impact on me so mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i was like also it was like um, one of them which was like my godmother bea um bless her soul rest in peace she passed away um she bought me my very first like as a six-year-old she bought me my very first um leather jacket like a motorcycle jacket Ooh. so and she and she was one of the most sweetest souls ever like um and um yeah so that and with the outrageous dressing the leather you know what i mean and all of that like that just made me feel like that something that i always very incorporated in my drag because so uh, you've seen some women of ability not just being around four sisters no you've had women that were capable and strong strong all, all my sisters are like this like they are very um outspoken headstrong and they do not take shit of anyone um they live their life they live their truth and if and if you don't like it God be damned. And you go home and, and, and see sex workers in a, in in the store there. I, I, I was like, I was like, I was literally like, it was known in, like, I went to school in Belgium. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is a, a lot more conservative um, than the Netherlands in, in a sense. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? But like when the school bus has to stop in front of the house, you know what I mean? Like. Everybody's going to know. <laughs> everyone's going to know. Everyone knew already, you know what I mean? So and it was also like very, and it was also like, um. It speaks very highly of like the Netherlands in itself because it was very nobody gave me um, grief about it. Of course, there were certain people who were like, "Oh, we will not have you play at, over there." You know what I mean? Like at that pl place, but you're welcome to come over here. You know what I mean? Because just because 
You know, let's be real here. I don't want my kids to associate over there, but you're welcome to come associate over at our house. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things, like, we don't see color. You know what I mean? But in the meanwhile. Um, but yeah, that was how we grew up in a and sense. And that's another discussion we're going to have one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's just basically how it was. So that, like, um, so when people, when you see my drag, and I always give you, like, I always give you, like, pretty, you know, a little sexy, and then, like, with, like, little sprinkles of, like, a little bit of, like, stupid, you know what I mean? Because I just like to, like, you know, not stupid in a sense. I just like to, it's a, it's a character trait that is something that's, like, that I'm, like, that I'm attracted to. And I'm not saying, like, oh, stupid is a good thing. No, I'm just, I mean, stupid in the sense of, like, you know what I mean? Like, silly. Silly. I would silly. say, I would say silly, silly than stupid for silly, You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's just, like, I just, like, be like, oh, so stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Those are just my, um, you know, when you look at my performances, those are always, always something funny in there and also something a little silly. You know what I mean? Like, oh, girl, this is, you outdid you one on this one, didn't you? It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that. Chandler, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, um, it's a little bit weird to be asked, like, my opinions and stuff. Because even though I give my opinion all the time, I always find, like, my opinion, who wants to... Who wants to listen to that? I do. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, and just having a good old time on this day. Yes. Yeah. And we might be doing this again. A part two parter? Like, we honestly, might. I have a lot of stuff to talk about, to be honest. But um, I, I, you know what? I could I make could, an entire season out of shit. Yeah, I, I could make it my entire <laughs> season. But honestly, at this point, like, um, there's nothing there's nothing better at this time, especially in this day and age, for some uplifting and positive experiences to what people can relate to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and see what we can relate to and like, compare notes with, see how this applies to them and all the way around. I would love to hear feedback from people, too. If I messed up, if they feel like that I didn't verbalize certain parts um, of the questions or the answer to the questions correctly, let me know. Hit me up. Hey, Sparkletown, you're listening? We, we want the feedback. Give it up. Give it up. If you have something to say, speak up. Speak. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. I just want to say, everyone, thank you for listening. Have a good one and kisses. Chani out. Bye. That may be the first time you have not said we have to cut everything out. Well, I never say have to cut everything out nah but you let this one keep going going because shandy's power is that good well yes it's that but also because the way shandy speaks is very difficult to edit (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you it's not easy to cut out uh somebody who is on that uh stream of consciousness talking but is also interesting so this was all good this was all really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chandelier. Thank you, Shandy. And thank you, listeners. You are now departing Sparkle Town. Be careful. It's a harsh and cold world out there. And this is July. Come back next week for more Sparkle Town. Sparkle Town. Oh, by the way, Sparkle Town is a Thielandrome production uh, produced and edited by me, spoken over by me and me being the uh, deputy mayor and then the Contessa. And oh, this music's almost over.